to the Dicky Dines podcast. Yes. Welcome everybody. Today we have a very special episode for you and that is because we will be joined by the legendary multi-platinum band Sky Limit. Everyone's favorite runner up everybody. Let's Everyone's a <laughs> <laughs> little bit of a tension in the ranks cuz we have a Greystone member here with us today, but uh, unfortunately Austin was not able to make it to the Sky Limit podcast. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, he's had here some, for the intro. <laughs> had some real life stuff come up that sucked, so wasn't here. Yeah, he wasn't able to make it, and we had a tight mm-hmm. schedule for the for having all five of Sky Limit uh, at the same time, so we had to stick to that. But um, yeah, it was a really good podcast. Really enjoyed it. <clears throat> Before we get into that, I just want to say that today's video is sponsored again by Pretty Good Branding. Uh, Pretty Good Branding is a printing and branding agency which is owned by our good friend and my manager tony wow they specialize in large format painting like backdrops table throws tent tops flags and of course merchandise for your band or business they've made backdrops for some bands such as power man 5000 pierce the veil atreyu ask alexandria the used and many more Whoa. they even printed all the merch for my band scion it's true they did and we will be printing all of the dicky dine show merch which if you want some dicky dine show merch link in the description to get some merch we're going to have some new designs coming out very soon uh, we trust pretty good branding with our merch needs, and you should too. Right now, they are running a special just for our viewers. Visit www.prettygoodbranding.com using the link in our description or pinned comment and submit a quote. They'll give you 10% off. 10% off your order when you mention the Dickie Dine Show. So what are you waiting for? Head over to prettygoodbranding.com and send them a message for your next merch order or print job. Thank you so much, Pretty Good Branding, for sponsoring this video. Uh, one other thing, we do have a Patreon as well. If you want to join us there on Patreon and be part of the after show and get extra perks, extra content, special messaging, and Discord abilities, and get your name on the wall behind us if you give us, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my was, my brain just was like, uh, sponsors. It was so funny. I was like lulled into like a sense. I was it was like almost like rhythmic, like how you were doing it. And then so when it hit, I was like, what's that, wait, what's happening? That was like rough. Yeah. I saw Austin space. Uh, so yeah, um, <laughs> Patreon link in the description below if you want to join us there and help support to make the Dickie Dine show continue to happen. We do really appreciate it. Merch also, and without further ado. Uh, Austin, let's get into the Skyline podcast, which yeah. you unfortunately were not able to be I, there. For, I was texting but. Bradley right before the show, and he swore he was only going to say nice things about Greystone. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. Welcome to the podcast, Sky Limit, the multi-platinum record-selling <laughs> bands with their hit single. What's the song called again? <laughs> Bro, I know this by wow, now. Dude. You're lucky that we're Something even here, man. We've got we've got a fucking Nobel Peace Prize acceptance speech in like an hour, um, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Something about finding me or, find or something. Motherfucker. Or... <laughs> there you go. Place you'll never find. Sky Limit with their hit song, A Place You'll Never Find. And you can find that song actually on Lauren's channel on YouTube. You guys put up the official music video and did an actual recorded version which grasshopper has not done yet by yeah, the way they of course they haven't <laughs> damn but yes you can find that 
on Lauren's channel, Sky Limit. Spotify. And, oh, yeah. It's pretty much it's everywhere. everywhere, right? It's yeah. we, we did it. We did it properly. And we did it through DistroKid because we're we're the greatest we collaborators <laughs> of all time. Yeah. I mean, it's guys... a shame that Spotify glitched out. The original version had like what two billion streams or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. people taking. Yeah, I saw that. We had to like re-upload it, so it's only got a few thousand now. But yeah, whatever. everyone came in one day and just was like, yeah. you know, world peace for that one day, and then it, it all <laughs> yeah, went to the, shit after that. Yeah, yeah Spotify just died. Well, Sky Limit, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we have some questions from the audience and also just questions that I have. First of all, uh, how oh was your experience uh, for Musician Mansion? And particularly, uh, I guess, what were the, um, the challenges that you guys had to face? What were your first impressions? Um, when you found out who was on your team, was there any type of uh, nervousness or question of is this going to work or how did it flow? How, how was the whole kind of encapsulating experience for you guys? Lauren leader. So I was going into the mansion just like, I was really excited, but I was also super nervous because I'm not really like a, like I don't like cameras. Like I get, I'm very like nervous, and I I have a lot of anxiety about it. Um, so going in, it's like you know you have a lot of people in the same space, a lot of people who make content and and write music, um, a plethora of different like music styles. So um, I had only really worked with Baina in the past, so. Um, once for me at least once we started challenge one we had like a little bit of like calibrating in the beginning but then i think we found a groove super quick and then all my nerves kind of just went away because i was like okay i love my group um and i was i was just super happy once the song like started to take its shape i was like hell yeah um overall my my experience was very fun and mischievous and um, yeah you villain <laughs> and it was fun like living my villain era and um delivering quite possibly the worst roast of all time which is which is fine um because it's musicians mansion exactly yeah none of you are a stand-up comedian so, i am I mean... not a stand-up comedian i think we all know that by now but um no i I learned so much and I just couldn't be happier with like meeting so many new people and just having a good time and being really present in the moment. That's my spiel. Before we go to Bradley, I was going to ask you, how do you feel in hindsight now, uh, seeing kind of like the, the episodes back, seeing some of the response, how do you <laughs> feel about your villain era in the show? There was like five minutes where I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but I think like, I think the, like the people who actually know me, like they, they know that that isn't really me. And I think there was more that was film that wasn't necessarily shown. And I'm, I'm over it. Like, I, I think if people didn't really get the joke, then that's on them at this point. I mean, it's a reality sure. show. <laughs> right. And <laughs> that's kind of one reason why I wanted everyone to do their own separate videos, vlogs behind the scenes. So then when the show comes out, you know, the show is obviously the show. 
but then everyone that wants, you know, more music or they want that BTS, they can go to your channels and they can see how the vibe was, how everyone actually, you know, came together and got along and everything. But, uh, yeah, yeah, the vlogs I, I are amazing. Just, just say, I love your your little villain arc. I had so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I came home and I was like, I think I'm a villain. <laughs> and then I found my everyone's calling. like, No, you're not. <laughs> it was so you're perfect. Not. It really no, was it so was fitting really that when you're like, I want to speak to your manager. <laughs> like, oh no, here yeah, we go. Like, I think if anyone goes and reads the Sky Limit bio, yeah, they should probably know by now. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but you do have a seriously kick-ass song. I will say that. Oh, Thanks, I think out Jared. of out of the three, you guys really were able to capture a song that could easily be on the radio. Like it could be some, you know what I mean? Like it just. And yet was, we still yeah, didn't fuck? win the we challenge. Got <laughs> no, well, that's crazy. That's yeah, what were you thinking? <laughs> well, so the the i think the only thing that stopped you guys from winning the first day challenge was just how crazy graystone went on stage the performance, the performance was unhinged man. Oh, it was unhinged. we yeah. were like we were like really serious I, I go back and i watch us and i'm just like you can see we're concentrating and we're trying to play yeah. tight and like yeah. we're trying to be proper about yeah. it and it lets down dude, in a way but like the second the song is so great. during the fucking yeah. performance like if you look closely you'll see my leg is like fully oh, no. extended out towards like the center of the stage dude i'm just like this is damien oh, you still played amazing no, though i think great that was all damien right there dude i remember you saying something about uh the drum set because you were in the practice space with one of the new mm. drum sets from sweetwater and then you went to the the live room and you were like dude this oh drum set's God, way worse dude. than the one yeah. in the practice like, least, room like what the hell like the I was like, like, an, like an elise yeah, yeah. Kid, whatever it's called like i don't know what it was like the velocity and the yeah. latency yeah. was super shit compared to like the rolling like you could hear yeah. like all my articulations and the ghost notes and everything i was like i'm not getting that on this showroom kit i don't know yeah it was still fun though besides damien's fucking pedals yeah for sure <laughs> maybe in hindsight we should have had uh the drummers yeah, bring their own pedals and just set them up on stage but the because i think sunfire yeah, had that same issue too because mm. they were kevin's pedals and when they when grasshopper has that second verse and it's like she was uh having a little bit of a struggle with that they're super super tight yeah they're what they're one heavy they're one bit. heavy bit, yeah. They're Metallica riff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Metallica riff. What I loved about Grasshopper's song though was like the uh that metric modulation they're using where they go from mm -hmm. like um triplets in the verse mm -hmm. to like sort of mm -hmm. like, like fucking with it and going straight in the chorus. It, ha it had to really cool. Originally I was like, oh they fucked up, and then I was like, oh wait, no, they didn't. It's part yeah. of the song, like Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. definitely trippy. For yeah. sure. I think they might have suffered from trying to go too intricate a little bit, where I think is you guys like not to say your song was simple, but it's it was simple. it was simple in the way that it it was easy for people to digest the first time that they hear it. And I mean I was still walking around my house <laughs> singing that goddamn chorus all the time. Like me and Hannah were just like look into my eye. you know, we're just like fuck, like it's so good. Um, Prioritize the hooks. Pull yeah, exactly, eyes. exactly. And then your guys' harmonized solo, your guys' harmonized solo was so sick. Yeah, oh, that was I fun. I love that. Yeah, that was good fun. I did love that moment. It was uh, 
because we were just fucking around when we were like writing it as well and bradley just started finding the harmony and he was like giggling about it and i was like we should do that like <laughs> do actually do it um but yeah yeah it's cool yeah i gotta say bradley uh i mean obviously i know that you're a great guitar player but actually hanging out with you in person and watching you jam and watching you write and play with you know sky limit and just everyone in the jam room like oh, you fucking shred dude like you're a very you? very talented He's guitar the man. player um but let let me extend the question to you what was like some uh, maybe some things that you came out of the experience that you learned for the better uh what was your overall experience um stuff like well, that yeah for a, for a start i watched your um your podcast that you did with finn a while back which was super cool and you were saying there about how important it is to like you know to say yes to opportunities and like uh that's that's so true and um you know when this opportunity opportunity came along i was like you know this is totally something that i wouldn't usually do but how it sounds like you know a great opportunity so yeah jumped at the chance thank you for the invite again of course super appreciate it um yeah and for me like because i'm such a fucking control freak and like workaholic um you know my own band and my content and stuff so like coming to musician mansion and sort of like taking more of like a backseat and just sort of like just just chilling and it was just it was so cool it was so cool it's like the most wholesome experience ever because it's not really like in my personality to be like the sort of the biggest persona in the room i'm like super chill person so it was nice just to sort of like you know just absorb everything and not be the sort of like you know control freak for once it was super cool and think- like as far as band members go i was like super lucky um because, you know, we got all, like, the, the death call degenerates in their own little thing. Hey, man. The- <laughs> what, what, what am I? Sorry, Ed. You're more than that. You're more than that, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, um, no, I'm super lucky with the group because, obviously, you've got, like, the fellow Brit, which was nice to sort of, like, you know, just acclimatize. Jet together. Yeah, that was great. And Boehner is, like, the, the nicest fucking dude ever. He's, like, the easiest person ever to get along with, like, for real. Oh, and, like, shucks. Dylan, I feel like we have, like... Uh, the closest sort of like sort of sense of uh, oh, you know, yeah, um, music yeah, taste definitely. compared to anyone else. Yeah, because we were like jamming. And then, like, yeah, then we, me and you would like be jamming like fucking that, like, hangar scene by cool. Megadeth. And like, everyone's like, what is this fucking yeah. boomer music going on in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was nice to have someone to, uh, yeah, to jam that shit with. So like, like nice. kinship. That was cool. Aww. And like Lauren, you know, as much of a fucking diva she is, you know, she's absolutely lovely know. person. And a super oh, man, talented yeah. singer, like holy shit. Insufferable. Yeah. So yeah, very blessed. Very blessed. I think uh, Drusev hit the nail on the head in one of his confessionals, where he said, "Pretty much everyone here has uh, they do their own content in their room by themselves, and so it's just going to be a whole uh, house of people running around. Like, how do I collaborate with other people? (laughs) But uh, yeah, you guys just seem to like instantly." connect i mean was it an instant thing that you get kind of got in the room an hour or two into it you're just like oh we, we it was just, just like 10 minutes of us sort of like feeling it out about how we want to start mm-hmm. things and as yeah. soon as it got going it was just like it super was chaotic organic. for a minute wasn't yeah. it but mm-hmm. like yeah that there's a part on the show where i think you say we were saying that but it all it's always yeah. going to be when you're put in that situation and i think all, all things considered we did very very well it wasn't until um, i was like yeah. yo like <laughs> we got so many cooks in the kitchen let's just fucking settle down and i think that's until after that we all kind of like started piece, piecing yeah, the song yeah. together it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. once we mm-hmm. all kind of figured out what our yeah. roles were so to speak yeah. 
Um, Baina, before we get to you, I want to go back to Lauren. So, Lauren, uh, I pretty much, uh, well, I did. I made you the kind of team captain, team leader. When you got in the room with everyone, did you come into that role really well, really easily? Or did you find that there was kind of like the team lead was more of a collaborative lead? Or did you take reign and just like this is my band. We're doing this. Like not in a way that's like stubborn <laughs> or abrasive. Not tired, but just like, how was it? How was it um, for you uh, in that role of like team lead? I think when it comes, I just wanted to write a good song. Like for, for me, like whenever I approach songwriting, you kind of have to like understand what is everyone's strong suit. And then you have to like try and highlight that. So what I try, I tried to make it at least super collaborative. As long as we had a good key for me, mm-hmm. we kind of, we like established <laughs> the key. F. We know yeah. drop F is shit. That's where like, yeah, really <laughs> shitty. <laughs> know, like my brain was trying to say, hey, drop F is probably not great for my voice. It came out as drop F is shit. Um, <laughs> that that, that, that I scene. Like, I don't even know what a key is. That yeah, scene is like, one of my that. favorites. That vein, that was so funny. You're going to have to explain it to me in tabs. Uh, (laughs) I was just like, fuck, man. Of course I said that. Oh, my God. Um, I think once we established, like, okay, this is a good key. Truthfully, I think every single person contributed, like, such an incredible part of their arsenal. Like, if I remember correctly, um, it was Dylan's idea to do the four on the floor for the Mm. chorus. And Mm -hmm. it was... um, Sophie kind of took it's like okay let's establish a chord progression and then um Baino worked on like the rhythm and the syncopation and the heavy <laughs> sections of the song mm-hmm. and um Brad had these extra flares of chord progression and I if if I remember correctly you had you made the the progression into like you made the riff yeah you made the riff out of the progression yeah and yeah, then, I, wanted, I wanted to i did the um because at the beginning it was just like the chorus was just sort of like you know super just straightforward and diatonic open, i just wanted to yeah. add that like little james bond dorian chord in to give it a bit of extra yeah. spice yeah, yeah the james bond chord that was yeah, very, yeah. yeah and then i started humming like that's right <laughs> and then sophie and i just like shit these lyrics out <laughs> lyrics are like not my strong suit coming up with them super quick and like we were the fast way... though oh my god because like yeah. when you have two people who already do that it's like you're able to vibe off each other and bounce these ideas off each other i'm still like fucking astounded how we made that like i <laughs> five you know, hours in five, five hours, hours yeah. like i'm still so shook and it's it's not an easy thing to make something like what we made and truthfully, I'm, I'm just like super proud of it. I, and I think it showcases everyone and, and how collaborative it was. I think a big part yeah. of it is that there's like no egos in the band either. And we just yeah. sort of like understood <laughs> Surprising. that. Surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, it, <laughs> as it may not appear. <laughs> yeah. And we all just understood that we just want to write like a fucking banger song. Yeah. And uh, yeah. do whatever I think it we did. Yes. I think yeah. we fucking did. We did. You really did. Yeah, it was interesting because I was obviously watching all three of you guys or all three of the bands and, you know, Greystone had this kind of crazy, chaotic energy that was completely irresponsible, but somehow (laughs) they could pull it together and just create this like 
fun chaos. Mm-hmm. And Grasshopper had like kind of a cool sound, but I think the thing with Grasshopper was that no one really kind of became the leader in that band. When I would kind of yeah. walk by and see what was going on, it was, you know, it, it was kind of, you know, chaotic in a way where things just weren't super coming together. I think maybe there might have been a little bit too much um like timid personalities in that group um but yeah you guys i felt like every time i saw you it was always you know lauren you were kind of like you know the villain or that like (laughs) alpha figure that leader figure and then your your band was just so cool with whatever you wanted to do it seemed like and then you kind of just charged forward and obviously with the talent and that leadership you guys i think excelled quite a bit Oh, well, thanks. Uh, (laughs) I think, um, like I've been doing bands for like 15 years and I think one of my strong suits is just like project management Mm -hmm. and like just, I've been (laughs) band dad Mm -hmm. for 15 years and like I, I always like try and make sure every single person in the band has a voice and I mean, yeah. it felt that way. I, I, I feel like, like you said earlier, everybody contributed like a really even amount, mm-hmm. and everybody had their their part of the song. Like it would have not been the same without a member, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if yeah, any absolutely. one of us were missing, it wouldn't have been the same. So I agree. Well I done on you... putting us together, Jared. <laughs> yeah, it was really <laughs> good. Like, yeah, good. Hey. Really did yeah. a good job. Like I was, I'm still shook. so shook. Like it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I had no idea what to expect at all. Um, but it's really cool to see, uh, Baina, So I want to ask you, cause you, uh, switched to bass for this <laughs> yeah. project. How Bassna. was that for you? Bass now. Yeah. <laughs> How was that for you? Uh, were you salty at all that you couldn't play guitar? Were you happy with, uh, the performances that you did on bass? And, uh, what was that whole experience like for you? Yeah, no, I wasn't salty at all, Um, especially, like, I had seen Sophie and Bradley's channels a little bit before the management, so, like, I knew kind of, like, what they were about, and I'm like, these are two, like, lead, primarily guitarists, and, like, I am not a lead player at all, I'm, like, a rhythm guy, so I was like, it makes more sense to me to just go to bass anyways, because even if I was playing guitar, all I really care about is writing riffs, so I was like, it's the same thing whether I'm playing bass or guitar, whatever if that if that makes this go faster i'll just do it um so yeah i wasn't salty at all actually i thought it was like a lot of fun because i've always kind of wanted to try playing bass but my whole like youtube everything is so like guitar 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 that i've never actually just played bass in a band so it was kind of fun to live out that you know uh fantasy i guess that's like a weird way <laughs> to fantasy. put it but you know oh i've always wanted a bassist in a metalcore band like sounds so ridiculous i'm sorry to break um, it to you, you man but it suits you <laughs> well, you said you. something in the in the confessionals about four strings like like it was a foreshadowing oh, yeah, yeah. and it's, dude i know that was so it was funny. fucking um, weird but i was like yeah. damn it's like he well, knew <laughs> and the whole yeah. like meme on my channel is like i have i play like a lot of like whatever eight string nine string bullshit but like really my joke was like it doesn't really matter how many strings I have. Yeah, that because was it. Let's be honest. Like you I only just play use the, the bottom four. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking a four-string bass. bass right. yeah, so, so good. We just removed every every other string, and you're just doing what you've <laughs> yeah, always it's done. It's the same so thing. It's it just fit. It just and we still fit. got to play a drop B, and I was like, hey, it still feels like I'm playing low enough that this feels normal to me. So it was great. 
<laughs> um, but no, it was really fun. And like, yeah, just because I was playing a different instrument didn't really matter to me. Like, I think that like, uh, like, uh, Lauren and everyone else is saying, like, we also contributed like equal amounts to everything. So I didn't really care what instrument I was playing is like, as long as I have like some kind of input, I'm happy. And I definitely feel like I did. So yeah, I was happy overall. And uh, yeah, like the everyone else is saying, I was pretty like surprised with like how easygoing everything ended up being. Like it definitely was like the first like maybe hour was pretty stressful when we were like, what are we doing? But then um, yeah, like Sophie just came up with this like chord progression like right away. And that was like the basis for like everything else. So having even that like small starting block to be like, let's write something around this part just made it like so much easier um and yeah it was just it was so cool i had such a good time doing it and then yeah i still got to do like backup vocals so i, I like i feel like i still got to do like everything i wanted to do and i i don't know i had a great time doing it <laughs> nice that was uh, awesome. you you had told us uh or told me i don't remember exactly earlier that uh when you did the roast Mm-hmm. That going into it, you were, you know, not stressing about it at all. But the yeah. moment you got up there and you were oh, on the man. mic, you said how just nervous and anxious you got, which is kind of interesting to me because your band Carcosa, you guys tour all the time. You play live shows in front of hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of people all the time. So what was the difference between doing a live show like that where I'm sure you're in your zone, you're, you're you know, feeling comfortable and then uh, doing the roast to where you just became so nervous and so anxious. And also, do you think that was the hardest challenge for, for the whole week for you specifically? That's a good question. Um, yeah, it was definitely not how I expected to feel. Like the whole day that day, I was chill. I was just like hanging out, being like, oh, this is the last day to hang out, hang out with everybody. I was like working on some of my own videos. I wrote a few jokes. I was like, ah, this will be no problem. I feel good about this. And I kind of just like wasn't really thinking about it at all. And then the second that I walked and stood behind the mic in front of this room of like now friends, I was like infinitely more nervous than I've ever been standing on stage <laughs> with like a guitar in front of me just being like, I think, by the way, thank you for editing it out. But I'm pretty sure I literally went up. And was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, maybe like, a little bit, yeah. And then I think I looked at you and I was like, oh god, this is a horrible start. And then I just restarted. So thank you for editing that out because I was just like, fuck. Um, but yeah, it was a weird. I don't know if I would say it was the hardest challenge. Um, it was definitely the most unexpected, like in the terms of like how I felt after I did it or while I was doing it. I was like, I was not expecting to feel the way I did. <laughs> And um, I think the reason is, is like, it's something that I had never done before. Like, I'm not a stand-up comedian at all. And my roast definitely reflects that. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, just doing something that I've never done before in front of people. And also, you know, in the back of your mind, knowing like, ah, like hundreds of thousands of people are going to see this. And this is going (laughs) to be really awkward. So it just kind of all hit me at the same time. And also, Drusif just like killed me oh he should be a stand-up oh comedian yeah so sure. especially going after him i was just like fuck <laughs> oh no yeah. you off to drusive oh yeah. and he had a joke about me and then was like on that note andrew's up next and I, was just like, oh. <laughs> I loved it don't get me wrong his joke was hilarious but i was just like lined ah. you up put oh, you right yeah. in the headspace yeah. It yeah. was good. It was well played. And uh, I think he was saying, like, the whole time before his roast, he was like, fuck, I really hope I'm up before Bano. Like, I have this oh. joke that, like, <laughs> needs to be before him. And it worked out in his favor. And I was just like, damn. 
<laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Sophie, I got to say, your roast, I thought, was particularly uh, kind of funny. I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, you kind of just got up there and called all of America fat, which, <laughs> you know, I, I thought was hilarious. Um, oh, and then the, the send off joke of why do you all talk like that? <laughs> I, I thought was pretty good. Uh, have you ever done uh, any type of like stand up stuff before? How wow. was doing that for you? Um, and then uh, just same question that I've asked everybody else. What was your experience like? I know initially um, when I had first contacted you, you were a little bit anxious about flying yeah. because I know that, you know, I don't like flying either. It, it sucks. Um, and luckily, Bradley was able to kind of like course you into it. And, uh, you know, sorry, ha having a travel <laughs> buddy definitely, definitely helps. But um, are you glad you came? What was like? Uh, something that maybe you're proud of that you overcame in yourself to do this uh, and then going away from it, uh, any memories or anything that you've uh, taken from it? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Where to start? All right. So A lot of questions. First of all, yeah. Yeah. We'll start with the roasting thing. Um, no, I am not used to roasting people and I'm not good at being mean to them. Like on cue like that, like, like uh, planning it. No, I, we have a running joke where I said something really rude to Boehner and I was like, why do you fucking look like that? And it's just been, and I just said it and I was just serious about it. Like I took a really dumb photo of him and was just like, why the fuck do you look like that? Anyway, no, so I can do it when I'm not trying, but when you give me the challenge of it, I, the whole day I kept trying and I was like, I don't have a bad word to say about anybody here. So, and I don't want to be mean to anyone here. So I just thought I'll insult all of America instead. There you go. <laughs> um, Lauren helped me a little bit like with the century egg line that was that was lauren credit um so yeah um i'm not i'm not used to doing that stuff and i'm not quick like with comebacks or anything like that like i'm generally quite a slow person i feel like um especially when it comes to like like humor and stuff I, i'm like it'll take me five minutes to get something and i'll go oh so yeah <laughs> um so i'm glad it went the way it did i think what helped chill me out was when I walked up and the fucking music stand and the mic stand went and everybody <laughs> just so started good. laughing and I was like, oh, they're already laughing, so it should be fine. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm glad with the way that it played out. Um, but I actually like the the difference to you, Bainer. Like I've done a lot of guitar clinics and stuff. Like so, I I've often stood had to stand in front of a room like that and talk anyway. So I guess I kind of just tapped into that zone, which is how I got through it. It still makes me really anxious, but I just muddled my way through. Um, but yeah, with the mansion itself, like yeah, when Jared initially said I was really nervous, um, to come, and I was like very on the fence about whether I was going to do it, and I'm very glad that I did. Um. Bradley basically said, like, come on, like, you get this one shot. This is like a once in a lifetime thing. You have to kind of like take these opportunities. And I was like, yeah, you're, I guess you're right. And I think I just went, oh, fuck it. Go on then. And I was like, I just ignored it when it was like on the horizon. I was like, oh, I know this thing is coming up and I've got this like long flight and I'm shitting myself about it. I'm really scared. But then like when it finally arrived, I was ready for it. Um, and it was the best week of my life. So thank you for thank you for asking me to come like I'm so glad I did and if I didn't go 
I just oh my god imagine all of those amazing memories I would have like missed out on I can't believe it like it would have been the biggest loss like ever um so yeah had the the best time and I, I think more than anything like um kind of what everybody has been saying like a few people kind of like filmed videos when they were there and I didn't go in with anything planned honestly I've been on a burnout for about three years now so I was like <laughs> I don't fucking know. I was just, and I was like, it, me just being there, you know, uh, that's already like a big challenge. And I, I, I can't comprehend anything else right now, basically. Um, so I kind of just gave myself permission to be present for once in my life and just really enjoy the experience rather than being on my phone or on my camera the whole time or being behind a camera. I just wanted to live in the moment. And I'm really mm -hmm. glad that I did that. Um, and I can kind of like live it through other people's videos and vlogs and obviously the series itself and stuff. But next time, if there is a next time, if we go again, um, I would definitely then be in a more of a place to be like, okay, I'm ready to do some content now. I know what to expect. So yeah. Um, but yeah, best week of my life. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you think because of, you know, saying yes to doing something that's like out of your comfort zone like this? going forward for other opportunities do you think that you're going to be more yes 100 percent. yeah fuck yeah like i i really needed that push basically i've never done anything like that far out of my comfort zone before um and i was just like i don't know if i can do it like i don't feel like i'm like stable and i think i even said that to you i was like i don't think i'm like mentally stable enough to cope <laughs> with this i think i said that um and now i'm just like holy shit the thing that you were scared of like turned out to be the best thing ever so just grab every opportunity by the horns and just fucking go for it because it might turn out to be incredible. And it did. So, yeah. Hell yeah. I agree with that. You know, I, someone once said that, uh, 99% of success is just saying yes and showing up. Yeah. So for people to, you know, if you want to succeed, just say yes, just show up. Speaking of Dylan, uh, so <laughs> you yes. filled in last minute. Um, and because Tony, um, from Dragged Under, my manager, Tony, who you're drumming hey, for now. Congratulations, by the way. Been seeing pictures and videos of that. Oh, yeah. That looks super, super cool. Um, so he hit me up and said, I have this guy. I think he'd be great for it. And so I was like, you know, I'm, I'm down if you're vouching for him. Like, cause obviously I had, I had not known you since the, or before then. Um, and so you coming into this, uh, killer drummer, by the way, phenomenal drummer, um, but you're not really a content creator. Uh, you don't really do much social media stuff. And then, uh, you know, I come in and say, hey, do you want to go into a house with 14 other content Random. creators and YouTubers and, and do a bunch of musical challenges of people you probably have never met? You don't know. I think you mentioned that you were a fan of Angels for yeah. a while or, you know, you had known of Angel for a while. But um, uh, so what was that like for you coming into uh, this kind of world, the content creation YouTube world, uh, when you really didn't know anyone last minute, you know, like a week or two beforehand and really no prep time at all. So what was that like for you? What was uh, something that you really enjoyed? What was a good experience and maybe something that you learned oh, man. coming you know, out of it? Honestly, kind of going back to like everybody else when they were just super nervous coming in, like because I come into new camps all the time. and. I'm fine with it. You know, I, when I walked into I prevail, it was fine. When I walked into Pierce Vale, it was fine. And even seven dust, it was like, Hey, what's up? I'm Dylan. And it's like, I came into this so goddamn nervous. And I have no idea why. I think it was the content creator side of things. Like, man, all these guys are gonna be like, why the hell is this noob here? What, what, like, who's this fuck? You know? Um, I think I was talking to Bana about it. Like he was the one I probably talked to most about it throughout the week. He's and I'm like, yeah, dude, like, I don't know. It's just, 
it's weird. I don't feel like I belong here. And he's like, oh, you know, you're doing great. And everyone was just so goddamn nice. Um, so it kind of really put my nerves at ease the first day when we all kind of like got into the same room together. Like, okay, now let's all do what we know best. And that's music. So coming into it, like everybody super nervous, super anxious. But as the week went on to me, I, I felt like it was just like this grid that just kept going up. I'm like, man, this is awesome. I love everybody here. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been a fan of yours for a while. I used to watch your videos all the time back in high school and like angel, like you said, um, Anthony Vincent, I think was the only one I was familiar with other than you guys, but it was, it was great, you know, and now my social media numbers are kind of growing from this. I'm like, fuck, I really want to ride this train. And yeah, dude, mm-hmm. I already passed like a thousand subscribers on YouTube, which ain't a drop in the bucket compared to you guys. But I'm like, man, this is kind of cool. I want to keep doing this. So like now I've got, I've gotten like a drum template made. I've got a new camera. I'm setting up like my studio here at my house. It's, it's really all coming together. And I think it's because of Musician Mansion. It's like, you know what? I can do this. It's like, I've traveled the world. I tra- travel the country with different people all the time. I can do this too. And it's like, it's something I want to do. So I think that's what I've really taken yeah. from oh, yeah. Musician Mansion is the content creator side of things. That's awesome, man. You know, I got to say, you know, the the first one, like hitting a thousand subscribers, at least for me on YouTube, I was more motivated and excited to pursue music and to pursue, you know, whatever content or music that I wanted to do at 1000. I think I was more excited for that Mm -hmm. than I was when I hit 1 million. And so, and so like, you know, you say, you know, it's a small drop in a bucket to people who have a lot, but it's like, that's still a lot, you know what I mean? And it's, it's a cool place to be because you have that kind of level of where's the ceiling? How far can I go? How far can I take this? You know, I do. I want to be the yeah. next Avenged Sevenfold drummer. Do I want to be the next Slipknot drummer? You know what I mean? Like how far? How far do I want to go with this? And you have that sense of kind of you know yeah, this magical exactly. beginning or whatever. So yeah, so th- that's cool, man. I thought you killed uh, it. I you. thought you did an amazing job. Um, I think one of my favorite. Uh, things from the show, which unfortunately was not captured on the camera cruise cameras, but I think you might have had a small video of it on your channel. Was you and Angel oh, just man. improv yeah, jamming yeah. for like four yeah. minutes? That, so good. I walked in and I, and I and I saw that from I think about the beginning all the way until you guys like just ended the song, and it sounded like you guys had been playing together for ten years and you yeah. knew exactly where you were going with it. You guys just you locked in and you flowed. Uh-huh beautifully and i wish we could have captured that moment on like the cameras like the legit cameras but i gotta say that was that was yeah really impressive that was a really cool thing to see you know just like how yeah that just worked like that's so cool music can just be like that sometimes he was the first person i ever jammed with um i was like fucking six years old jamming in our garage and he was a bassist guitarist from the 80s so that's all we used to do every friday night he'd come home from work he's like all right you're ready and i'd be at my drum kit ready to go and we just start jamming man everything from like scorpions to his own songs that he did and it's just like ever since i kind of took that from him and i've been able to do that with a lot of people and angel probably being the one the most influential one once i did that i was like this is fucking crazy i just jammed with angel vivaldi for like 
10 minutes of just nonsense <laughs> and it sounded great and like high school me would be freaking out right now because i used to listen to angel all the fucking time so it, it was that was great it was yeah one of yeah. the best experiences for me on the show as well that's really cool man i'm glad to i'm glad to hear that it sounds like you guys uh-huh. just you just came together which you know who who knew obviously when i put these groups together it was like it's gonna work or it's not it, it really I, did though like yeah. I, I i can't imagine like i was watching i'm re-watching the the season like this the whole thing at the moment and i, I just went through like Greystone's um performance on the first mm-hmm. day and i was like yo i don't know what the fuck i would have done had i have ended up in that band like i genuinely <laughs> i would have been right at home yeah yeah, yeah. well that kind of uh, that kind of goes into my next question so uh so if you had to pick another member that is not in sky limit God. that was at the mansion to be in sky limit <laughs> Who would you have wanted as to an add additional. as an additional? So it's okay. you five, okay. and then one other person from the mansion that can join mm. Sky Limit. Who would like? Who would you want? I think I just um, have to go through them all in my head now. <laughs> yeah, you, you you know the um the bass YouTube dude uh, Charles Bertald. Yes, he's fucking insane bassist, and he's a super cool guy. Like that would have been cool. Then Bane would have been relieved of a uh, bass duties. <laughs> I thought but you meant uh, someone else in the mansion. Someone at the yeah. mansion. Oh, uh, yeah. someone yeah. who was already <laughs> there. Right. Disregard yeah. Someone specifically at the mansion. Mm. It's, it's tough, tough to question. say. Like, like yeah. Sky Limit is closed. <laughs> We're closed. <laughs> it's, it's hard to figure out. Like, like what was our group missing? Like, I'm that, I'm trying to, but I really can't. We're just perfect. Right. We're yeah. just the perfect band. I think it's so weird though because like I looked at us as well, and you know through the busking challenge and stuff, we're definitely I would say the introverted lot. Like the like I don't want to say serious musicians because everyone there was, the but tryhards. like we were like, we were the fucking tryhards. Yeah, <laughs> I came up yeah. to you and you were like. You guys wrote a real song, and I was like, "Yeah, that's what you fucking asked us <laughs> fucking to do." Nurse. <laughs> so that's fair. Uh, that's fair. And I would say I was gonna say someone like Justin to bring the 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 to stir up the energy a bit, mm. but but then again, I don't know if it would have worked. We all would have been like, "We can't match your energy, bro." Yeah. Like, <laughs> we can't match it. He's <laughs> a hard one to match. I almost wonder what we would have come up with Ugh. if Rudy was in our band. Mm-hmm. Because Rudy brings like I know that dance I know. routines. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Choreography. Yeah. His amazing ass shaking. Um, <laughs> but like I, I feel like he brings this like jazz element to to things, and I don't know. I, I'm gonna go with Rudy. Okay. What about some like dual vocals with Anthony? You could do some like rapping, like Evanescent yeah. style or something. That'd be cool. Sure. I would go the complete opposite, and I would say, like, I mean, biased, obviously, but I would have loved to write something with, like, Nick Nocturnal, because I've known him forever, or Austin as well, because, again, same thing, I've known him forever, so it would have also just made me feel more comfortable, because I'd be like, ah, I know people already, which is how I felt with, with Lauren, to be fair, but... Those are those two are probably like the first ones that come to mind just because I've known them for a long time and mm-hmm. I'm very m- much more familiar with like the types of things they already write, which yeah. to me helps like having like at least going into something with like a ah this is what these people would probably want, but at the same time I mean who fucking knows what would have came out if it was if it was that way, right. um you know so I don't know that's that's my opinion. 
Hell yeah. Yeah. It's a tough question. Um, I think you guys really did have like the perfect group in a sense for what you guys were able to pull off in such a short amount of time. Um, it's not an easy task. So the next question is, will you guys be doing more songs, even if it's just recording them remotely and do putting out more songs under sky limit? If you are, how many and when's the tour? Already announced, <laughs> what a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, we're playing El Corazon yeah. tomorrow. I thought you were we're, we're, we're at uh, Wembley Stadium oh, this week, so if you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring your raincoat. Well, um, uh, something we've kind of been talking about today, actually. Uh, a certain producer, I don't know if I should mm-hmm. say who, I've been talking to. I think he seems really interested in pursuing the uh, the band. So I think of something we talk about a little bit more, maybe... I can't speak for the rest of the rest of us, but I'd be willing to. I'd be willing to jam out a lot more songs, put something out, even an album, EP. Who knows? Maybe a show. I think the Ooh, idea is that yeah, we see if we, we can have still capture yeah. that we magic kind of like to. remotely. Uh, yeah, we, I really we think can. totally do it. Yeah. I think um, as an extension to Musician Mansion, we should all like do like a reunion and have a big show in like fucking LA or something and all three, like all bands, three bands just do their one song for like half an hour on repeat, <laughs> on repeat. play the same the changeovers song. would be a nightmare yeah. Greystone uh, will just be storyboarding we all got, got tinnitus after that <laughs> forever yeah Ten minutes yeah. before the set. Uh, okay, so I don't have a song too. Um, let's just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we've pretty much come to the conclusion that more songs will 100 percent um, be happening. It's more so like how are we going to do that, and mm-hmm. you know, um, and when. Yes, yeah. you know, I think. I mean, I'm everybody I'm busy tomorrow, so yeah. I know that we're going to do it. Yeah. We're gonna freaking do it. We have That's to. Definitely. I'll post the sky's the limit. Sky limit. Do anything. The sky's the limit. Yeah. <laughs> going yeah, back to what be... you uh, oh, sorry. sorry. Uh, going back to what you said earlier, do you think that there would be a difference between that in-person chemistry uh, as opposed to trying to do it all separately and then combine it together? It's a different writing process, isn't it? Yeah. Completely different writing process yeah. because, like, my my band personally have only written remotely. So mm-hmm. when when I came to the mansion and we wrote in a room, I was like, "Whoa, this is different! Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. is kind of weird." So I'd be really interested to see what the fuck would happen if we do yeah. it. Right. I, I think I mean, it's we, less. We have a... no choice. We have no choice because we live right. so far away. Yeah, but, I'm yeah. about not being in person. I think it's more about um, not not having time constraints. I think having time yeah. constraints was like a big part of it. You know, when you we add could, them. I, I think we worked well under the pressure though. Why don't we just do another five-hour challenge? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Just, like, hop in a Discord call and be like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. 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 Do you think there was some some aspect of the pressure that created this thing? We were like... We just fucking tunnel vision. We need yeah. a song. Mm-hmm. Get us the song. Let's go. Right. Like, okay. yeah. I think a, I think a lot of like cruxes that um, musicians have is not being able to commit to an idea, mm-hmm. and it like forced us to indecisiveness and just like be at peace with it and move on. And yeah. I think that there was a beauty in that for sure. Yeah. I do that with like my band as well. Like there's sometimes where I'm like, okay, like we have to have a new song by this date. Like it's um. not necessarily five hours, but it's like, okay, like this week we are writing 
three new songs like let's see what happens and like that's the goal if it doesn't happen like whatever but just having that even if like you kind of know it's like a bullshit time constraint there's something that happens in your brain i feel like when you have this like limit where it's like you have to do this by this day it just helps you to just for it forces you to just do it um and then like obviously if it's like not perfect you can adjust it later but it helps you at least like go for it it just makes you do it you know otherwise like as with most content creators or musicians as well like you could just work on the same idea over and over and over because it's never perfect whereas if you just give yourself a deadline it's like sometimes that's better because even if it's not perfect you're going to make something that was like of that moment yeah i would agree with that i would really agree with that yeah, it's so, like so many can... musicians always say, like, oh, I'm a, a perfectionist. I don't think it's necessarily that. It's, like, people are just indecisive. Like, yeah. like, they, don't, fucking... they, don't, they don't want to commit. They're afraid to yeah. commit to an idea. 100%. And move on. Yeah. yeah, because you're like, what if there's one that that's better than this? And mm-hmm. you can just write forever. Mm-hmm. Like, and then never get the song finished. I'm so guilty of that. Like, yeah. just fucking over, overwriting as well because you don't have a deadline. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Especially for, like, making... Not necessarily like, you know, the song that we wrote wasn't wasn't like super easy, but it wasn't super complicated. And I think like if we had way more time, we probably yeah. would have added like a bunch of extra things that clearly like wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily change a thing made... about it, though. I yeah. agree, yeah. but I'm just saying if we had 10 hours, we probably yeah. would have. Uh, but yeah, is that yeah, a good yeah. thing? I don't think so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I often think that overcomplicating things makes it less digestible <laughs> to most people yeah Mm. you know what i mean it kind of clutters up the space whereas you guys really left like you had in the verses you know the that lead harmonic guitar going on kind of like yeah you know just something really simple you had the bass and the drums lauren was really shining there and then the chorus was just like this belting voice you know, and then you guys had your moment to shine with the solo, so you threw that yep. in there. You had those moments, but yeah, if you were just like, oh, we should do like, you know, this crazy syncopated chug, and then mm-hmm. we should do nine chord changes here instead of just, you know, three or four, it could have completely taken away from it. So it probably um, would have changed ooh. changed the vibe of the whole song as well yeah. so much. I think I think the the reason the chorus is so catchy is because it's poppy. Yeah, yeah, and it's like really, it's like what like four chords or some shit like it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, classic. There's, it's a recipe nothing, that works. There's nothing mm-hmm. fighting it. There's yeah. nothing fighting the hook, and I think that's something that a lot of musicians, uh, whether in metal or not that they kind of struggle with of like, well, I, I can play all this stuff and, and we can make it super crazy and technical, but sometimes it works. And sometimes you end up fighting the part that would be the hook, the part that would catch people's attention, which is yeah. normally, it depends who, who you're writing you know. for, doesn't it? Like whether mm-hmm. you, whether you want to, which is why I think like with, with Greystone, they wrote for themselves and they were like, I don't give a fuck. We're just going to yeah. do it. And we were like, what would be a commercially acceptable song? <laughs> like, yeah. Here we go. But I we're think bringing we, that sweet, we embrace sweet the, yeah, yeah, we embrace the like commercial, like band parody very quickly. But I, I don't regret a thing. Like no, no, no. the coolest part for me was like when we got all the tracks together to get mixed, like we didn't change or add anything. The only thing we really added was like impacts. Home, you mean? Yeah, yeah, like, like for we, the yeah, yeah. for the studio recording, like we didn't we didn't adjust anything. We didn't like restructure anything. We just added glass breaks and <laughs> and like there's, I put there's harmonies something in on the, it. There's something in the chorus. It's like 
I, I don't, I've never asked the question. Now is a good time. It's like, look into my eyes. And then it goes, uh, someone <laughs> says something. There? It sounds like someone goes sick. It sounds really? like someone goes sick. <laughs> <What>? Really? <laughs> I've never Listen to it. it. Where? Yeah, yeah, in the chorus. Well, it sounds like a little they know someone going sick. Yeah, that's what it fucking sounds like to me. That's and I so was like, funny. Lauren, did you add something? Like, I, I don't know. Was that version was like, wake me. No, it that's sounds so like funny. someone is literally going sick or like really? safe or like something like that's that. That's so funny. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I know I added like a couple of small things, like just like um, like a choir, like pad, and like dissonant guitar shit. Sure. But, I need like, the stems. I need to know what it says. That's yeah. what's happening. Like, production stuff. Just yeah, to it make wasn't it, like anything you know. that changed like the riffs or the structure. I didn't notice until identical. we released it though, and then I was yeah. in my car and I was like, "What the fuck is that? Like, who, who's yeah. saying this?" When the first chorus hit, it comes in. in every chorus. Like the first time round, yes, yeah, it's got to be some Listen impact to it. You'll or hear some it. glass it's break probably, or something. Yeah. It's like it's. I've the, never noticed. The, it comes in the on the third beat, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen what? for it. You, you'll hear it now. You'll fucking hear it. I you don't will. hear anything. <laughs> so I don't hear it. I was like, I'm pretty sure I have all the stems. I've never heard that before. Yeah, maybe I'm just like writing it in my yeah, head. So like, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm right. pretty good. Maybe you just yeah, want to maybe you're just yeah, sick. I don't know. Like, Weird. Sick yeah. is like every fifth word in my vocabulary. So sick. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. Comment sick. down below if you guys hear sick or not. I can um, hear it. Yeah, Sophie. it's there. I'm telling you, it's there. <laughs> all right, I have one more question for you guys. Um, I think we should talk about it. So day four. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was I like, wait, was day four. Yeah, obviously. Busking, busking day. The pin, the peak of the villain arc for Sky Limit. Um, who came up with that idea? And in hindsight, do you wish that you had not done that? Maybe tried to busk a little bit more. Do you find it funny? Do you stand by it? Let me hear your thoughts. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay. There was a moment. First of all, and I'm not blaming this on you, Dylan, because I regret nothing. You said, I just have a hundred in my pocket. And, and when you say those things to me, I'm immediately scheming. So I was just like, all right, why don't we just like embrace this fucking parody and just go full fucking send because when we went, when we won the video challenge, in my confessionals, like I committed to this like asshole character. <laughs> I fully committed, and there was like on day three, like the the physical challenges. That entire day, even in my confessionals, I completely committed to it. Yeah. Um, so there was like a like an underlying storyline. So I was like, guys, we just you know. Why don't we just fucking go full send with it? And there was a whole skit that we that we did where I'm like in the grocery store. I'm like asking the cashier and they're like, you can't film in here. Then we like go to the bank and then I, I like start talking about how you have to invest in yourself and you can't make you can't make money if you don't spend money. Like, there was like this whole fucking thing that I think a lot of like no one really saw and then um and then we got gifted with the with that church group and 
and we like had we like did a f- we did a lot of filming with them too journey and uh, journey for right. jesus journey yeah. for jesus and <laughs> i don't know like like i said earlier like i i was like for five minutes once the comments some of the comments rolled in i was like oh fuck I was, when we got back to the mansion even, I was like, I feel like I regret us doing this already, but it's too fucking late. We're here now. Like, yeah. Uh, I I feel bad that we won, like, 313 was way too much. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was, I was hoping that someone would have made more than that. Mm -hmm. And then they would have won off the bat. Then you guys would have found the footage. Yeah. That's what I was personally hoping for. Yeah. But then when we like really <laughs> overshot the number i was like oh fuck we won like, like two hundred dollars <laughs> like ooh. yeah so i think oh, i think it played out like as a reality tv yeah. show should and you know if yeah. people were immediately about hated it. us after that they were no, like no i don't <laughs> think that's true at all like i think that there was like 10 seconds where everyone was like fuck you and then like after they thought about this. it like everyone there is a content creator so once yeah, they yeah. kind of like process the it like, oh this is going to be fucking the content yeah. like they understood what we were doing at least like in terms of who was there Jimena um, and sunfire and rudy i thought they were, were gonna stab mad. us oh, yeah. i thought they were gonna yeah. stab us for like 10 minutes they were, they were so, like that's so they were really upset day, though they, they were yeah. and they i felt so bad as well because like i personally thought that they three was a joke and that grasshopper should have won that with like the amount of time yeah. Ru- rudy was in the ring and then joseph eating the fucking century egg i was like nah this is yeah. this is not this is not right <laughs> so then when i saw that when i saw their faces like no dude like yeah i felt no. bad i was like oh my god like <laughs> we're horrible people we're fucking terrible we're going to hell like i mean uh, i don't know i knew like all for it because like yeah try hard did like the first few days so much i was like fuck this you know it's only my you know, second actually, time in America. When, I want to go and uh, see some of Bo- um, not Boston. I was fucking, fucking uh, Seattle. I was like, dying <laughs> when we when we got to the busking. I had to pee so badly from the moment we got there. We couldn't find me a bathroom, and Welcome then I to like Seattle. the the jet lag started setting in real bad, and I was like yeah, flagging, and I was fading. like, "Can you fucking get me to a chair?" So when you suggested, like, I was up for anything to just like just have a little sit down i'm not gonna lie like and we we played like what was, was it numb that we played yeah oh, we yeah. played <laughs> we played it we for pl- fucking for ages a hot minute like and we guns played. and roses we played loads of shit and it wasn't yeah. shown so much in the in the actual yeah. cut but like we gave it a good go and people just don't fucking like us like on the streets they were just like <laughs> yeah no it's, we don't get it you like nah. busting is like a whole it's other hard. ball game like it's i've really done hard. videos on my channel before where i busked like with fucking deathcore like just guitar <laughs> not screaming and like i think i made Oof. like five dollars in vancouver yeah. how much did we actually make about that like 13 dollars oh. 13 or three dollars or something <laughs> oh, like it was that. 13 because was our total really was 313 yeah, it was yeah. it was awful so fucking yeah. kudos to the Absolutely, other two bands yeah. because they did incredible they especially busted like their ass deathcore mm-hmm. on acoustic yeah. and yeah. getting that much yeah. money like what <laughs> The yeah. secondhand embarrassment of that was like, we, we oh my god, we fucking yeah. sucked. I was like, I want to die. I, I actually enjoyed it. It was good fun. I think that that day was like my favorite like, out of the yeah. whole week. I loved it. <laughs> no, it was fun. I think like Sophie was fading. Dylan like broke his back from or his neck the day before. Oh, yeah. I broke. I broke my Your my ankle. foot. I literally could not walk. You were hobbling. I was hobbling pretty much for the rest of the week. Um, So, I mean, I'm not giving excuses, but 
Let's I be honest. We thought it would well, be well, funny. Well, and it was like yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, whole, like, Je- the whole Jesus thing was like very weird to me. Oh, yeah. to be off guard. Yeah. Like, oh. We don't really have that sort of thing over here. Yeah. I thought it was like a wind up at first. It's like, it's Jared around the corner, like laughing or something. I, was I, going up it, I did as well. Yeah. I'm like, what? Really? Is this for real? Like, people do this. this is insane. I gave oh, yeah. 10 bucks to go. <laughs> you could see Lauren, Lauren. Lauren was like generally like, oh, like genuinely like, I oh, wow, like listening. And me and Bradley <laughs> were just like staring at this guy, like, because we just don't see it in Britain. I was like, just like metal shirt and my tutu on. It's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even believe that that happened. I was just like, this is. Did you see in the comments insane. that somebody recognized him and his yeah. name is really? Bryce, and they went to school with him or something? Oh really? Bryce, you sense. made it, like yeah. For the record, Bryce knew what we were doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I yeah. told him, like, full disclosure. This is for the bit and you can be in the bit if you help us and he's like totally i'll do it if you guys you just listen hear me to out. my story listen yeah. to my story <laughs> and like nothing i said at the at the fucking end was a lie no all of you watch it back, it was it's true. so funny lauren's like the way that you choose all your words is so funny. i love like, that for what you. did you hear <laughs> oh the guy put the money in the specific it's so funny very carefully treaded i also <laughs> like that he helped you lie which doesn't seem very christian to me yeah uh it was also funny because in the, in the yeah, in the cut, after he gets done talking, Dylan goes, yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird, but uh, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, I will say that, like, cutting down the content was so hard because obviously you guys, you know, like Lauren, you said you had that whole arc where you went into the bank and you, you were talking and stuff like that. And then so there's all that going on. And then there's you know, three or four hours of grasshopper, three or four hours of, uh, of Greystone. And it's like, how do I combine this into something that's like less than an hour that doesn't carry on too long that, so like, I wish that I could have just had like a two hour episode or something, Uncut. but I feel like well, yeah. it would have been a little bit much. Cause I was, People would have lost, like, lost it. They would have yeah. not followed it yeah. properly. So anyway. I definitely was seeing comments of people that were like, oh, more music. You should have shown more jamming and blah, 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 which is totally fair. But then I was seeing comments that were like, you know, you probably could have done sub 30 minute episodes and it would have been like more, you know, concise and more like put together. So it, it, it was tough to like, yeah. Okay, yeah. do we put all this Mixed. in there and add 15 minutes to it? Do we do it? You know, like how do we go yeah. about this? So dude, I can't believe I yeah. think it was amazing. I, you, guys you guys edited so that. fucking good. Like, yeah. Insane. Like really the amount well. of the, the amount of footage. I can't even fucking imagine so the much. work. <laughs> how, mu- like, how much was it? Oh every day? Was God. it like, how many hard drives was it every day? I mean, we had, I think it was like two terabytes a day, but we had <gasps> four, four cameras, sometimes five, and it was about five to six hours per camera. So Fuck, 20, man. 25 That's hours insane. just to watch. Yeah. I'm so surprised that you guys got it edited this side of the year. Like, I, I didn't think we yeah. would see it till next year, if I'm honest. Like, yeah. it seemed like you got quicker as you went on. Because I swear, like, yeah. it took you ages to do, like, the what, the first couple, and then all yeah. of a sudden you're done. Like, what? <laughs> I think it's what like it speed happened. around the last ones. Yeah, that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, kind of what happened is going into it, I uh, over optimistically had, I was talking to Kevin, and I was like, we should do, we should try to get this out in like six weeks. Like do like a six week edit. And then I think as we were going into it, Kevin was working on day one and then we were about four or five weeks into it. And he was like halfway through day one. And I was like, okay, I need to fucking come in and like start doing 
a shit ton of this to help him because he obviously has like so much going on uh, in his own time. And so once I started building the cake, then he came in and threw the icing on essentially. Mm -hmm. So like I watched all the footage, which was kind of cool actually, because I wasn't there for a lot of what was happening for the challenges. So I was like kind of reliving it through your guys's perspective, seeing for the first time how you guys came up with the songs and the music video. And so it was actually kind of fun for me, but I did not want to like it was such a daunting task on my shoulders. And I was just like, I want to get it out and just get it done. So I think for like a month straight, just 12 hour days just just grinding it just trying to make it interesting and then i would pass it off to kevin and he would throw that last 10 percent of really you know adding those little moments that made it feel like a legit show and like tightening up little tiny things that like i'm not the best at doing um so i think that's that's kind of why it it was that way where you know at first it was a little slow and then we were like ah we gotta get it out so (laughs) did did you did you make the music on it like because there is some genty fucking stuff on there and i was wondering i was like is this did Jared write this? Like, where did Jared. it come from? Because the it, music I... was, it's all from like a Soundstripe, which is like okay. a copyright free uh, uh, website. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure. It sounded like something like you would write a lot of the yeah, time. Some of I it. mean, it's your show, so it makes sense, right? But like, yeah, I tried I to thought... find some that would fit, you know, obviously with kind it was of the audience. Very, and... I, I loved, I loved all of the sound effects. It was like very, yeah. all like yeah. very fucking, fucking good. Like Rudy walking yeah. in the room, it's like, Pah. yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. 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 Kevin says that 10% was probably 30 hours extra on top of the other edits. Which oh, is true. Yeah, it, each, each you episode. You both just, like, blew it out of the water. Like, it, it's such a, like, just making videos in itself, but to take on an entirely different type of media, like a mm-hmm. reality show, mm-hmm. that is so, like, you guys should be super proud of yourselves. Yeah. Thank like, you. It, I appreciate that. Yeah. You feel you like really so, uh, if season two happens, you reckon you would... Like outsource all the editing or is it like your baby that you want to sort of like oversee yourself i haven't quite decided that because there's a little bit of both there's mm. a little bit of me that's saying i never want to do that again <laughs> i never want to do that again and then there's part of me that's like well i have a very specific idea mm. for like what the you vision. want so yeah i don't know if i would it's, pro- it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle you know if we do a season two where where i will be a part of the edit but maybe not the entire edit uh something like that um like i said you know watching the footage was fun and just cutting out little 10 seconds here 30 seconds here five seconds here this is a good moment that's a good moment and then i think the hard part for me was like okay where do i start i have three hours of good moments now how do i slam this together impossible like there's no there's no right way you could come up with so many different versions of the show just to be fair i feel like you did like a pretty like true to how i felt yeah i thought it was gonna look yeah like there was nothing no part of the show i watched where i was like oh like that's not how it was yeah there were some parts that were like dramatized of course um music helps a lot for sure drama effect that i i did like jared you know gent ship hosting um i did like a ask me anything on there just because i was fucking bored and like there were so many people asking, like, oh, like, was it actually like this in real life? Or, like, mm-hmm. people who... It was also funny, like, seeing how 
like the audience interpreted certain things when I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. it wasn't that way at all. And yeah, oh my yeah, yeah, I agree with like, that. People thought we you fucking know, hated people, each other. Yeah. Oh, people what? being like, like no, Lauren and uh, Sophie are that. spoiled brats. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. When <laughs> Lauren said you weren't allowed to play drop F, I could tell that you were very upset. I was you like, were what? very hurt. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it was. I, I think it's it's very. Yeah, it's interesting to see how different people, like how the audience perceive you. Some people fucking loved it and really got it. Yeah. And other people were like, this person is yeah. terrible, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, but in actual fact, like there was, there was zero ego. Like yeah. when the cameras were off, there was no ego and everybody yeah. was just having the fucking yeah. time of their lives. Yeah. Like there was, there was no, no like hostile, like drama going on. There was, there was, it was None. just fucking good vibes yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. That, there, there was the not a single was, time that proves that the editing was so good because you know the idea of editing mm-hmm. is like you know tell a story and like you know add mm-hmm. a narrative on top and it really nailed that yeah absolutely i mean yeah. got a lot of i do think oh, sorry no go ahead i was saying I was gonna, i'm getting a lot of hate messages saying about the comment i made about deathcore oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are taking this really because i was like have you like you're in a band with a guy who's in a deathcore band? Like obviously you're fucking joking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. and also people were convinced that we were actually going to take the win with the cheating, and we weren't going to confess. Oh, Even yeah. though we yeah. fucking confessed, I don't get yeah. it. I'm like, we literally confessed. I said we have a confession well, to make. <laughs> so there is a confessional of Baina talking about that and saying initially you weren't going to say anything, uh... but then when you saw. How how many daggers Hamana was giving you with her eyes? You were like, okay, we have to confess. Girl, we, we have to. to we win. can't take yeah. that win. Yeah. I wanted Grasshopper. Like, there was no way. Maybe if Greystone won, maybe <laughs> we would have not confessed. I'm kidding, but no. Like, it, like I said, like the, it, they're all they're all too fucking nice. There's no way yeah, we yeah. could lie. Like, like there's just yeah. well, so the guilt I, I was, hit immediately. Like, oh. I was ready to run with it, but like after I saw like how fucking heartbroken the two girls were, like damn, they invested yeah. a lot into this. Yeah, <laughs> they were so tight. Yeah. Everyone was so fucking haggard at yeah. the end of that day as well. Like, like everyone's hair was all crazy and it was hot, and they'd been working really hard. And, and we, we were just, just there, yeah, just, we just like, we sat forever. in a bar, like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was no, there was no way we were actually going to take that win. For the no. Dylan just sitting there getting the fucking tequilas in while I was like, crying yeah. yeah. Dylan, Dylan's like another. You ordered food. Yeah. Another. Yeah. Oh man. Another. I and wish we were allowed I, to uh, film in there. I know we weren't allowed, and like, oh god, Nate was saying. I, 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 um, we were just, are you talking about the bar? Yeah. 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 I think Nate was like saying how he wished a he could have filmed. Yeah. I did wonder why he left us to it, and I was like, oh, bye then. Yeah. Well, no, he said yeah. that he asked them, and he wasn't allowed in uh, with his camera. So that's why he okay. asked us to send him, like, the Instagram pictures oh, yeah, okay. and all that. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Makes gotcha. sense. Well, Skylimit, I love you all to death. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. I'm looking forward to potentially hearing more songs from you guys uh before we go is there anything else that you all would like to say uh what are you up to i know lauren you're going on tour soon um, tomorrow tomorrow you're leaving for a europe tour with uh, halo scene correct yes very yep. cool and uh yeah you can follow everyone lauren bradley Baina, sophie dylan on instagram youtube wherever check them out we'll put links in the comment or the description down below and uh yeah thanks again for doing this is there anything that you all would like to say before we go What's the sky limit? Fucking. There it is. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that. Stone sucks. 
<laughs> Grace I love how sucks. Brad is committed to this bit and his glasses have we, been we had a joke I'm, I'm we, like, we had a joke I've got before. such a fucking headache right now like wearing that we were gonna like I'm dying. We were oh all God. supposed to wear sunglasses, and I'm very glad that I'm not the only one who didn't I'm, do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I fucking oh. I forgot. I, I was like, oh shit, it's it's time. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, I uh, I, no, as far as anything else to say, just thank you so much for fucking having the idea in the first place, yeah. but having us there and putting us together because... Yeah. Oh man, you have no idea like how much it means. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, you absolutely. absolutely. Thank yeah. you, man. Yeah. Thank you, Jared. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for coming. Well. Obviously, the crew yeah, the crew. Too. Oh, yes, the crew. Yeah. All hail the crew. Yeah, absolutely. We could not have done it. Could not have done it without the crew. Mm-hmm. Could not have done it without all you guys and just being as cool as you are. Um, but yes, I know it's 1am for the Brits, so it's, it's getting late and I'm going to let you guys go, uh, hang with us for one moment, uh, so we can upload after this, but thank you so much, Skyland, for joining us for this podcast. Unfortunately, Austin could not be here. I don't know where he is. Uh, I did text him and tell him to be here at four o'clock. He got wind of, he got wind of Bradley's sign and was like, fuck this. Podcast. But anyways, yeah. Thank you so much, Skyland. I love you guys and, uh, talk soon. Yeah. Boom! There he is! Whoa! Where did you come from? Did you just materialize me? That's crazy. It is time, Austin, for the after show. I just got here. (laughs) (laughs) Why why didn't you teleport me here before the show started? Hit it! (laughs) It's time for the after show! All right. Thank you, everybody, uh, for watching that podcast with Sky Limit. Hope you did enjoy it. We are going to have Grasshopper, the entirety of Grasshopper, on next Monday. So stay tuned for that. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so this is the after show, and this is the part of the show where we interact with our patrons over on Patreon. We answer your questions or read your comments. If you want to be part of the after show, you can click the link in the description, go to our Patreon, and, you know, we could talk to you and get extra perks and stuff like that. So, anyways, um, this one comes from Dennis Byram. Byram. He says, what's up, Dookie Dingles? Dookie Dingles. How how has the evolution of your vocal slash instrumental styles changed over the years? And are there any new vocal styles or instruments you would like to explore in the future? How has your vocal style changed over the years? Ooh. How has it evolved, Austin? Uh, I, do, I don't know. The better I've got at vocals, the better I've got at impressions, and the better I've got at impressions, the better I've got at singing, and it's like all it's like all interconnected. I just feel like my I, my voice is powerful now. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, it's a, it's evolved a lot. I feel like I've learned a lot, and I started to. Like as I got older, because you you want to do like so many different styles and stuff, but it takes a lot of you know, thinking about how your, I don't know, all the muscles and fibers and shit in your body work to get specific, unique sounds. And it's, I feel like, like recently, even I've gotten like so into trying to learn like accents and impressions and just get like really good at those. And it's, I don't know. It's like reigniting my love for vocals and shit. It's it's fun. That's interesting that the impressions are helping you to find different types of like screen vocals or singing mm-hmm. vocals. It, yeah. But it does make sense. Yeah, because it's, it's all that same yeah, thing. It, it's so it's so yeah. strange, man. It's it's weird. Like doing a 
trying to impersonate something that you heard and then you like do your best to try to be like, okay, I'll make that sound. And then it does something. You're like, wait, what is that? Yeah. What did I just activate? Right. Yeah. It's very strange. But like, it's cool. like taking like a, like a meat wad, like type of sound and then like be like, well, maybe I can make that into a screen. Yeah, what if or I something? throw something in there? Yeah. yeah exactly. What if I put a little heat behind that? Maybe I'll come up with something. That's find really a new, cool. s- new sound. And you're like, yeah, exactly. Literally that. If, if find a new sound, could this scream? Could I scream this <laughs> sound? Scream? We should do a video just called Does It Scream or, or Will It Scream? And just to see how many impressions you can turn into a scream. Just Mickey Mouse going, ah! <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Little knock loose action. Yeah. Um, as far as instrumental, uh, for me, guitar playing and stuff like that, I think more than anything, it's just been adding new styles, kind of like how Austin said of trying new things. When I first started, it was very like shreddy, Van Halen y, 80s, whatever. And that was kind of like just classic rock, what I was into. And then as I listened to more like uh, modern rock, modern metal, new metal, metal core, death core, death metal, I started to kind of like bring that into my style so just like little influences here and there even like blues or jazz or like you know whatever so i think it's it 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 helps to just play whatever and things that i don't normally play or what i wouldn't normally play um like learning all like trivium songs when i was on that tour like having to play something that i wouldn't write Mm -hmm. was really interesting because then it puts my brain into like just just this evolved oh that my fingers are doing something they've never done before. Um, so then like you kind of run with that and then you keep doing that kind of stuff and you find you're writing like different riffs, different styles and different songs. So just adding stuff uh, over the years, I think has been like the evolution of it. Just mm-hmm. not being so focused on one style, just trying to play like different things. I think it really helps. Um, next comes from Brian Lomas. He says, have you guys ever been mistaken for someone else? And if so, has anyone mistaken you for someone who looks nothing like you? And I got to say, I get tagged in so many posts on Instagram of just white guy snapback. (laughs) Is that Jared? It's like, it doesn't look anything like me. There's one time I've been tagged in something on Instagram where I'm like, okay, that dude looks like exactly like mm. me. There's one time. Otherwise, it's just like, white dude, snap back. Is it Jared Dines? Is it Jared Dines? It's like, bro. That's pretty funny. There's, uh, I think, uh, man, I, I guess it's not even really sort of the same, but there, one time somebody, like you, when... It happens enough where you people have come up to you. You're like, okay, I kind of pick up on the signs, and you learn to kind of like streamline it. Like if somebody comes up to you and they've got like their phone out or something, you could kind of see the camera, and you're yeah. like, oh, they're nervous to ask. So I'll yeah. be like, do you want like a picture or something? It's stuff like that. Uh, somebody stopped me one time and was like, dude, where do I know you from? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, probably the internet. And he's like, definitely not. And I was like. <laughs> Oh, all right, uh, well, not that for sure. Not dude, that. I have no fucking idea. And he's like, "Do you know Chelsea?" And I was like, "Chelsea, who?" And he just said some name. I have Chelsea no idea. Grin? <laughs> the band? Yeah. I was, no, I don't know that. He's like, oh, "All right, my bad." And That's he walked so away funny. And I was like, that was probably weird for that guy. Like, what do you mean the internet? What are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> it's like, what are you famous or yeah, something? Yeah, I know. Dude? It sounds like, like I'm bragging or something. I'm like, damn it, this is embarrassing. It's not the same thing, but it is funny. Yeah. The one time that you were missing in for Dickie Allen uh, when dude. Franz mistook you on Twitter for Dickie Allen and then dude <laughs> I, that actually happened to me in person really at the, I played a festival in Yakima and somebody came up to me and was like looking at the merch and stuff then he looked up and saw me and he went <laughs> dude I fucking love Infinite Annihilator <laughs> and I was like what 
What happened in your brain just now? You you know Dickie. that I'm Dicky, but you don't know that I'm not Dicky. Right. That's like an inverse of what it is. That's like he so saw me funny. in person, it was like <laughs> infant annihilator. It was like close, I guess. Yeah. Like you're sort of. I get what happened in your head a little. And you bit. guys what? look nothing. Alike. Not even sort. Not of even similar. close. That's it's so funny. Very funny. <laughs> Alex Bao says, I had a question for Austin. You mentioned you used to work at 7-Eleven. I currently work there and was just wondering if you have any funny, scary, or weird stories from your time there. All of those. <laughs> Dude, I have some billion stories. I didn't even work there that long, and I have a lifetime of stories from that place, dude. Uh a, a grown woman peed in the fucking drink rack. Then she went to the behind the. She snuck behind the cooler where all the drinks what? are and pissed on the floor. Oh my and, god! I thought you uh, meant she peed in it. Oh no, no, like <laughs> in the drink thing. <laughs> no, she I was went like, behind, whoa, like, into the freezer and like peed on the stock. Uh, some guy dumped a whole like one of those thirty-two ounce Powerades onto his head and was like, "I'm being, I'm possessed," <laughs> and then just dumped a whole thing. Oh my god! Uh, there was this one crackhead lady that came in all the time. She was quite sweet, but she was like a little fucking deviant. She would. There was one spot in the whole store where the camera didn't pick up, and the reflector in the corner that tattles was like blind spotted. Oh no! And she knew about it. She knew the and, exact spot. And you know what she would do? She wouldn't steal. She would hide in that little corner. And she'd be over there for a while, and I, I, that's how I would know. Because she wouldn't do it all the time, but if, if she was in the store and then you couldn't see her, you're like, oh, no. She's doing, the, she's doing the thing. And you'd look, and you'd see her leaving, and she didn't buy anything. You're like, no, she no, she's done it again. Run over to that little corner, the like the biggest coffee cup that you could imagine filled with the creamers, the individual creamers. She would just open them and dump them in. What? Just like, <laughs> just like laugh to herself and like, <laughs> And just fill them up all the way. There's like 30 creamers probably to do that. And it everyone, I don't know if you've ever been to a 7-Eleven and known somebody that's drank their coffee. Those motherfuckers need that to not kill someone. <laughs> like, so if they get there and their creamer's gone, it's my fault. Like, they're like, what's this about, dog? And I'm like, oh, dude, I know some homeless lady came in here and fucking ruined the day. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, there's one guy came in and he bought, he was like, I, I come in and I buy just the beans. And I was like, what are you talking about? And you can't buy, that's not, I can't even sell that. There's not a, like a price tag on that. What do you mean you buy just the beans? You, you're not even supposed to know that I have beans like under the <laughs> counter and then he's like no i've been coming here for years i was like i, I believe you because this is crazy but like what am i i don't know how to the sell coffee this beans yeah they, we just had little bags of beans that we had to like put in the machine and stuff okay. and he was buying those bags oh my god and they were like tiny they're like little tiny beans like and he was like i'm buying two of them like what how why just order these online why are you coming into 7-eleven and making me do a makeup a made-up transaction like this isn't inventory that i sell this is just an item we have as the store like it's like oh we're trying to buy God. the bags of nacho cheese that go into the machine. Like, <laughs> yeah. like no i need that for the rest of my shift <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So was, I, don't, I could keep going. There's so the many. The creamer story, bro. <laughs> I know the deviant. So <laughs> and she was nice all the time outside of that. It was just the one weird thing she would do. Oh my god! She'd come in and just cream up. We had a. Uh, we had. I worked at Jack in the Box when I was younger. Oh, we nice. have these weird people that come in every night, five minutes before close. So like the oh, chairs the words, are getting yeah. put up. Blah blah blah. 
but they would have the same order every single night and it had to be perfect. It was like dollar menu stuff, but they were like just the right amount of ketchup, just the right amount of mustard. Oh my God. That's and so annoying. Like half the time, I swear to God, they would send it back because it wasn't perfect. Jesus. So that's so Go annoying. Back. Like, sir, guys, we're not serving you anymore. This is ridiculous. Some yeah. of you guys don't remember the dollar, <laughs> the dollar menu. Yeah, but mm-hmm. before the value menu took over. <laughs> yes. It was a legit dollar menu, and that kind of dates me a bit. But, yeah, they would send it back every time. It's like, this is a dollar menu. What do you guys want me to do here? Yeah. More ketchup. This, uh, this next one comes from Alan Kramer. He says, for Austin, what is your process for writing lyrics, and where do you find influence for flow and cadence? Uh, okay, that's a fun one, I guess. Uh, I don't know. There's inspiration in everything. You can write a song about anything. That's what's cool about it. Like once you got, if you take off the limitations of what you could write about, you realize how silly of a question that even could be. If like, there's, yeah. you could write literally about anything from any perspective you want about anything you want. You can make up stuff. You can be as nuanced or as ignorant as you want. Like it is. You can do anything. That's awesome. I love that. That that's like so. What's so cool to me about like art and writing is that you can just. I'm going to write about monsters today, or I'm going to create a whole world that has backstory and stuff, or I'm just going to write about heartache. Like, mm-hmm. you could, it's, it's so sick. It's, you could write about anything. And then what was the follow-up? What was the part two of that question? Oh, it was, uh, yeah, sorry, one second here. Right. Um, uh, if her, like, oh, where do you find influence for flow and cadence? Yeah. Uh, different genres. I try never, <laughs> if I'm writing at all, I never listen to my own genre. I, like, yeah. I never want to, like, accidentally take somebody else's flow or be, like, too inspired by another band because that's not what I want to do with that. I don't want to, like, copy somebody else's thing or be like, we already have that band in this genre, you know? Right. So I listen to, like, I'll listen to rap or, like, UK music or Japanese music and, like, just K-pop, like, anything that isn't, like, core or what I'm doing uh, because those flows sticking out to you and even if those, like, subconsciously impact you, mm-hmm. them on a deathcore track will now be, like, an original, unique thing even because it's like, oh, you did, like, a drill rap flow, <laughs> but right. it's deathcore. Like, right. that, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. that's I find that to be very helpful. That's cool, man. Um, <clears throat> Virtual Boy says, does Austin, <laughs> does Austin plan on doing any more evolution of an artist videos? Those were really awesome. Uh, I, I'd be down. Yeah, I think I, I took a break because the one we did on uh, Attila, I feel like people were like like upset about. Like Why? They, I don't know. I feel like they were just mad that we were like criticizing the music or something. But oh. I, I realize now that it's silly to be like worried about that. But uh, yeah, I kind of just forgot about that series. To be completely honest, I, I would bring it back. That was I had a lot of fun with that. It's also too you got I, the fun comes a lot of times from like how drastic. The differences. That's why I was like Etienne Sin, Attila, like those are great. But a lot of bands have like a good thing. And I, I don't know if that's like as like that's nice, obviously, to showcase, but it's not as click worthy. You know, a lot of people aren't like watch this band just get better over time. Yeah. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people do want to see that. But I, th- I, I think there's a uh, there's an audience for everything for sure. That's fair. You know, point. obviously, like even with like the mansion shows, like, you know, you're not going to make everyone happy no matter what. There's yeah. people that are like, oh, these should have been longer, more jamming. And then people are like, mm-hmm. you, sh- you should have cut it down to That's only fair, like yeah. 30 minutes. Just and- make content we want to make and not worry about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's fair. Exactly. Um, anyways, those are some uh, comments and questions from our patrons over on Patreon for the after show. Thank you. If you want to be a part of the after show, click the link in the description below to go to our Patreon and sign up and then leave us some comments and questions and we can answer them right here on the show. Austin. Yes. That is the end. 
of the podcast. That's the end. It's the end of the podcast. Thank you all so much for watching. We will see you in the next one. As Sonic the Hedgehog always says, don't eat food off the ground. As Sonic, Sonic always says. <laughs> he goes. <laughs>